Welcome to The Art of Nourishment, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn how to heal and nourish your mind, body, and soul, filled with inspiring guests, uplifting conversations, and raw and real stories. Here, we talk about nutrition, mental health, well-being, and so much more. I'm your host, Miranda Rocks, a recovery coach, holistic nutritionist, and yoga teacher. Let the nourishment begin. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to another episode. Oh my gosh, wait, no, it's it's literally the first episode. <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of The Art of Nourishment. I'm so excited for today. I hope you're having an amazing day or night or whenever you're listening to this. I'm so excited that we're going to be doing this every week. There's so many things that I want to cover and so many things I want to talk about and I'm just super stoked to do this. (laughs) I was thinking about it and I didn't know if I wanted to record this episode just because I feel like you guys have heard this story so many times. I've told it on YouTube, I've told it on Instagram, I'm sure if you know me in person I've told you then. I didn't really want it to be a repetitive kind of thing but I thought that it would be a good first episode just to kind of give you guys a background on who I am and how I got here especially for those who didn't find me through YouTube and are finding me just through this podcast. Hello, welcome. (laughs) But I do want to put a trigger warning or a disclaimer before I get into it. I will be talking about eating disorders. I won't be mentioning calories or any numbers like that, but I will be going into depth about my story. So if you think that this will trigger you in any way, shape, or form, please click on something else. I won't be offended. I just want you to be okay. It's okay if you click out. Just know that you're loved and beautiful and worthy of recovery. And yeah, I just wanted to you know, make sure that I'm very open and honest with what I've gone through. There's nothing that I'm ashamed of. And if you experience any of the things that I'm going to be talking about, please reach out. Please get help. Eating disorders are very hidden and they thrive on secrecy. And if you relate to anything that I'm saying, please, please talk to someone. And if you don't have anyone to talk to, please talk to me. My Instagram DMs are always open. The links will be in the show notes. Please. You are loved, I promise. All right, let's just get right into it. I'll probably be adding some extra little tidbits that I'm remembering now that probably aren't in my YouTube video because I did make that so long ago. So maybe this will be like an updated story. I don't know. So I was never super aware of diet culture or my body or anything like that. I feel like I was a pretty happy kid. I was bullied quite a bit through school, I'd say all through grade school since kindergarten and then I switched schools about three or four times and within high school I was bullied a lot tiniest bit in university I feel like I'm a very easy target and especially back then because I wasn't the type to stand up for myself yeah it just affected me in a really negative way as bullying does because I was bullied though I developed depression and anxiety really young and my depression and anxiety manifested as sickness. So I would always feel sick. I'd always feel nauseous. That was something that I had just gotten used to. I would wake up every day and feel super sick. I'd tell my mom I didn't want to go to school, that I couldn't go to school. 
I was in and out of the hospital a lot when I was younger just because no one knew what was wrong with me and that was really hard for me at a young age. I really strongly remember the first time that someone pointed out their body and it was in gym class, maybe grade six. One of my friends, she was super thin She was a swimmer, and she was in the change room changing. She was just wearing a sports bra, and she basically looked at me and was like, my stomach is so fat, I need to lose weight. And when she said that, I was kind of taken aback because I'd never heard anyone our age talk about weight. You know, I'd heard maybe my mom here and there talk about it, but I hadn't really met anyone my age that ever mentioned anything like that. I was, I'd say, the average weight, and she was definitely a lot smaller than me. And I was wondering if she's saying that she's not good enough, does that mean that I'm not good enough? But I didn't take it too seriously. I think it just kind of stayed in the back of my mind. Later on, there were a couple different instances where diet culture just seemed to seep into everything I did. Around that age, I got into Tumblr and I was targeted by this hashtag and this trend and it was called Finspo. Essentially, pictures of girls starving themselves, um, showing their wrists, their bones sticking out. There were inspirational images, quote-unquote, of, you know, really thin girls. And the whole community was very welcoming, shockingly enough. Everyone was very nice to each other. There would be things like, for how many reblogs I get, I'm not going to eat for that many days. And things like that. It was obviously really detrimental, but it was the first time that I had felt like I had found a community. And that's when I started thinking, okay, well, if there's this thin ideal and I'm not meeting it, I'm going to make myself meet it. And that's when... I think my eating disorder really started. I would skip my lunches or give them away at school. I would tell my family that I had eaten when I had like flushed the food down the toilet. It was a really, really bad time. And I think at the time I was only about 13, which, you know, sounds awful, but it really does start that young. And even now, you know, with my YouTube videos, I still get messages from people as young as like nine or 10. And it just breaks my heart because I know exactly what they're going through. I ended up continuing with that pattern. I wouldn't eat. I would get really anxious around people. I went years without eating in front of people because the anxiety of them judging me for eating was so big. And, you know, that's something that I still sort of struggle with just because I have this idea in my head that eating in front of other people is not allowed. But anyway, I was very mentally ill at this point, and I was going through this breakup. I stopped eating. I was working out every single day, and I was really focused on just feeling my best, and that's what I told myself I was doing. But even during that relationship, I would get comments from my boyfriend at the time being like, you're getting really skinny, Or, you know, hey, uh, I actually like your stomach. And I would just kind of be like, nope, not happening. I'm not accepting that compliment. I don't like my body. So once that breakup hit, I think it was like a whole new level for me. 
because I was now able to just focus on myself and no one would say anything. So I worked out every day, I restricted every day, and I was going through really bad depressive episodes. I was having a lot of anxiety. This was nearing the end of high school. I was still being bullied. I lost a bunch of my friends. It was just a really big, bad situation. And the only thing that made me feel better was to restrict or not eat or work out. At the end of high school, one of my friends who was really into weightlifting and calorie counting, macros, all that kind of stuff, you know, we were in his car one day and he was like, hey, you know, if you track your macros, you can lose weight in a healthy way. And I was like, oh, amazing. So I downloaded my fitness pal. I'm sure if you are listening to this, you know what that app is. It's awful. But I downloaded it and I started tracking. I would track my macros every single day. I tracked my calories. Everything I put in my body, I had to scan or make sure the label had X amount of calories. And it was a very addicting process. I would go to the gym all the time. I'd feel guilty if I'd missed a day or something like that. I carried that over to when I graduated and got into UBC. I was still super depressed, super anxious, still going through my different types of eating disorders. I was basically sleeping all day, not really eating, missing all my classes, failing classes. The only thing that I would do would be going out all the time because I was in a sorority and I'd be binge drinking and it was a really intense period of partying for me. That was the only thing that actually made me get up. It was never school, it was never friends, it was always just on Wednesdays we party and on weekends we party. That went on for a little bit and you know I was still working out but I was really frustrated because I was gaining this weight so I ended up you know trying to go back to my restrictive ways and that was me trying to sleep in to not eat. I tried all these crazy diets. I tried this egg diet which is one that you know I talk about quite frequently because it's the stupidest thing I've ever done. I only ate boiled eggs and I think I had three boiled eggs and lasted like two hours and then passed out. It was awful. And you know, I'm laughing about it now, but obviously it was really detrimental at the time. It ended up at the point where I was restricting so much during the day that uh, after going to the gym, I would be so, so hungry that I would binge on all the snacks I had in my room. So I would wake up, try and restrict as best I could, work out really heavy. I was still lifting weights at the time. I was still tracking my food and then just binge on everything and anything that I could find. And then this is kind of where bulimia took its turn a little bit because this is when I started trying to exercise or burn off anything that I had eaten. And I remember having these insane binges at night and then I was on the 16th floor of my dorm and I would walk up and down the stairs until I couldn't breathe anymore just to make sure that I was burning it off. And this was at like one in the morning, two in the morning, three in the morning. Should have been sleeping, but something in my head was like, you've just binged on all this food and you need to go work it off. And realistically, those binges, if I had just eaten normally, those would have never happened. But I didn't know that. I didn't know what I was doing. I was a kid. Even if that was only a couple of years ago, I still had no idea what was going on and I also didn't want to admit that I had an issue, I had a problem 
and I think a lot of people around me sort of saw it. I mean, I was passing out quite frequently, but no one ever really said anything to me. I just kept going like nothing was happening. I ended up having a lot of heart problems. I went to the hospital quite a bit during UBC as well, just because I had so many issues with my body, but I wasn't telling the doctors what was actually happening, so they couldn't do anything for me. Anyway, that binge eating and working it off happened for about a year. I realized I had a problem when (laughs) this girl in my sorority posted something for National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. And I love that I'm talking about this because last week was National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. So amazing. (laughs) But she posted something that said, body checks aren't normal. And for me, that really hit me because body checks were something that I had done on the regular, you know, pass a mirror, lift up your shirt, check to see if I still have abs. And I realized then that that was not something that everyone did, but I still continued. That didn't phase me at all. I just kept doing what I was doing. One day I had binge ate on so much food and I remember feeling so sick and so awful and I just went to the bathroom and threw up. It was the first time that I had done that ever and I didn't think that was awful and I shouldn't do that again and why did I do that? All I thought was I can't believe how easy that was. That's when everything changed for me and I became bulimic. It started slow. It started with a couple days here and there and I kept telling myself I'd only do it if I was sick or I'd only do it if I had eaten too much but Realistically, when you start doing something like that, it's really hard to stop. And I didn't think I had a problem and I didn't realize that I had a problem until I was way too deep in it to do anything. Started off as just like a quick fix and obviously it didn't fix anything. It just made everything worse. I went from anorexia to orthorexia and then to exercise bulimia and then full bulimia. There was no pause or break for my body. I just went from one disorder to the other and I hit it really well. And I wish I hadn't hit it so well because it went on for a couple of years. I transferred out of UBC. I went to UVic. And in that summer, I had a job, I had gotten a new boyfriend, and I was still puking every single day. I'd throw up at my job. No one ever said anything to me. And it's no, it's no one's job to tell you that you have an issue. But I think if someone had said to me, hey, I'm, I'm worried about you, maybe it would have clicked earlier. But I also think that when you're in a disorder, like any of those disorders, and you're so deep into it, even if someone tells you there's something going on, you're not going to want to recover unless you're the one that's saying that. And so I went to UVic and that whole summer I was just going out on long benders and drinking a ton and coming back home and binging on tons of food and throwing up and then going to bed, waking up and doing the exact same thing. It was kind of this huge cycle that I just couldn't get out of. And I moved to UVic and UVic was honestly amazing. It was such a great, great school and everyone was so kind. It went downhill very quick and there wasn't one night when I was there that I didn't 
puke. I started becoming really introverted. I stopped going out, and if I did go out, I would only go out for like an hour just so I could come home and order food and then throw up. But yeah, it was a really, really hard time in my life. You know, I get a lot of questions about how did you know that you wanted to recover or how did you know that you needed to? And honestly, I I hit rock bottom when I moved. I was a completely different person. It felt like I was hiding this whole aspect of who I was. I felt like I had no friends because I couldn't tell anyone what was going on. I was ashamed. I ended up being hospitalized. I had some kidney issues. I was like shaking, sweaty, passing out. I ended up in the hospital and I stayed overnight. And I remember that night because my mom actually took a ferry over to come visit me. And she asked me if I was okay, and I was like, yeah, I'm good. The doctor came in and asked me if I had done anything, and I was like, nope. I just remember being super upset, not because I was in the hospital, but because I was in the hospital and because I had an IV attached to my arm and I was being monitored, I couldn't throw up the food they had given me. And, you know, hospital food was like bread and carbs and oatmeal and all the things that I was terrified of at the time. I got discharged, I went home, and I continued doing the same thing until around December of that year. I just realized I couldn't go to school anymore. I couldn't get out of bed anymore. It was just really hard for me to do anything, and I dropped out, and I moved back home. I told myself that I was going to get better. I joined yoga teacher training. I did that all while having an eating disorder and I graduated from that and I was still throwing up every day. I even gave myself a concussion (laughs) by trying to hide the fact that I was still awake and binging and puking and I ran down the stairs and hit my head. I stood up and went to the bathroom to throw up and then checked to see if I was okay. And I was bleeding and I wasn't okay but I just kind of ignored it because I wasn't done my binge. Even then, I didn't admit that I had a problem, Um, and I kept going. Every day, I would tell myself, today's the day. I'm not going to do it today, and every day I would do it. For me, all those days just kind of blend together because I remember waking up, telling myself that, and going to bed after doing it and just feeling so disappointed in myself. The breaking point for me was I had started making YouTube videos at the time. I'd made a couple, just your basic, what I eat in a day is blah, blah. I was filming the Chloe Ting week challenge, two-week challenge, I think it was, and uh, I was filming myself work out every day. But every day I was getting so weak from working out and every day I was throwing up that I was like, these results aren't genuine. So I told myself, I was like, I'm just not going to throw up for these two weeks. And I couldn't do it. I did it every single day. And when I posted that video, it was, you know, one of the first videos I had that went over like 2,000 views. And the whole video is fake. It's not genuine. And I felt really awful that I was lying to 2,000 people about that. If I can't stop for two weeks, I can't stop, period. And I need help. And that's the first time that I actually reached out to my therapist that I hadn't reached out to in years. And I told her, I want to get better and I want to tell my parents what's going on. We scheduled a Zoom appointment because this was COVID now. And I sat them down and she was there on my chair (laughs) on my computer. And I told them, hey, I, I threw up after I eat 
and that was the only thing I could get out before bawling my eyes out. As soon as I told them, it was the most beautiful thing. A weight just lifted off of my shoulders, and I think the reason for that is that I mentioned in the beginning that eating disorders are super hidden and thrive off of secrecy, and the second I finally told people that I was struggling is when my eating disorders grasp kind of fell apart because I wasn't alone anymore. You know, I had people now and I had people to hold me accountable and I had people to take care of me and let me know that it was okay. Yeah, and after that, I just stopped. I It was May 28th last year, May 28th, 2020. I remember that day very clearly and I didn't I didn't binge or purge after that and it was super hard. It was a really tough time with the first couple months of recovery and once a month had, you know, been completed, I decided that I wanted to tell as many people as I could. I wanted to spread the word and let people know that you're not alone and you are worthy enough to recover and you can recover. I made a video titled My Eating Disorder Story and it got 100,000 views and that's when my YouTube channel took off. Honestly, when I made that video, I just wanted one person to see it. I wanted one person to see it and go, oh my god, I'm not alone, and then maybe it would help them. That's the only reason I put that out. It blew my mind that there were so many people struggling like I was, and that's when I dedicated my life, essentially, to helping people recover. I became a recovery coach. I've had clients actually recover with me and it's just been amazing. I'm so blessed that I was able to do that and that I was able to take you guys along with me and meet so many people that were in the same spot that I was and let them know that it's okay to struggle and it's okay to ask for help and it's actually essential that you ask for help because as long as you think you're alone, your eating disorder has a hold on you. And as soon as you let yourself and your eating disorder know that you're not alone and that you can do it and that you have support, it's a game changer. My YouTube videos have the ability to impact so many people. The amount of DMs I get a day from people telling me that I've changed their life or I've helped them recover is so humbling. It's so funny because this whole story that I'm telling, you know, is a really emotional one and the only time I'm getting emotional and tearing up is when I'm talking about you guys, but you guys have just changed my life for the better in so many ways and I just I appreciate and love you guys so much. My goodness, I'm actually tearing up. Oh. I am just really grateful for you guys and I'm also just really proud of how far I've come and I'm hoping that this story even just a bit of it can help you know that you're not alone and that you're able to do this and you know not to say that it isn't hard but it's so worth it and you are so worth it yeah gosh you guys actually made me cry <laughs> and you guys didn't even say anything I'm talking to a microphone thinking about you guys <laughs> um but yeah it's it's been amazing it's been an incredible journey and I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, I feel like I get a lot of questions about if you could go back and not have an eating disorder, would you? And absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, it sucked, but 
it made me the person I am today. And that person is now able to help thousands of people start their recovery. And that is the most rewarding thing in the world. You know, whether you're a client of mine or not, knowing that I I could have impacted you in the smallest way is just mind-boggling. I feel like I'm using so many adjectives. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just amazing. I feel super, super blessed to have you in my life. And I'm so excited for what's to come on this podcast. My gosh, this is only the first episode. There's going to be so many things to talk about, so much tea to spill. <laughs> I, I'm stoked. I think I'm going to end it there because I just want... I don't know. I feel, I'm feeling grateful. I'm feeling inspired. And I feel like this is a good place to end it because, you know, through all that and through that long-winded story, I'm here today I'm filming this podcast and I wouldn't be able to do that without you. So thank you. You know, give yourself a pat on the back for me or a little hug. Please hug yourself right now. Thank you so much for listening. I am so excited for this to become a weekly thing. Promise next week won't be as intense. (laughs) I feel like I just needed to give some background to some people and a more in-depth description of what my story was. I guess what my story is. So let me know if you liked this episode. If you did like the episode, please share a screenshot of you listening to it and I'll repost it on my story and leave a review if you can. That would be amazing or just rate it up to you. And if you think that someone in your life might need to hear this right now or might need a little bit of inspiration with whatever they're going through, please send this to them. Please share it because... I I don't care how many people are listening to this. I am just hoping that at least one person hears this and it helps them. So that's it. I love you guys so much and I will see you in my next episode. Also, feel free to send me a message and let me know what you want to hear on this. I have so many ideas, but obviously this is a very interactive platform, so you tell me what you want to hear and I got you. I'm here for it, all of it. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.